Will you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The psalmist describes a world in chaos, a world convulsing in paroxysms of violence and instability. The psalmist sees a mutable earth, mountains trembling, oceans surging and menacing, the nations staggering and tottering. The psalmist describes a world gone awry, off kilter, a nightmare of chaos, insecurity and peril. It's apocalyptic, cataclysmic. It's tsunami and earthquake, ferocious wildfire, hurtling hurricane and glacier in radical retreat. It's the cruelty of war and the brutality of terrorism. It is stealthy pandemic, suffocating racism and the direst poverty all at once. And yet, in the very midst of this, as if from the eye of the hurricane, the psalmist rises, fills his lungs, raises his voice, and sings this song, this hymn, proclaiming, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. The man, the psalmist, who boldly stands and serenely sings while paroxysms of violence convulse around him, he is no ordinary man. And that which inspires and steadies him is no ordinary faith. And the best comparison I can think of, the best way of understanding this man's courage and this man's faith, the faith and courage of the 46th Psalm, is Martin Luther King Jr.'s final speech, his I've been to the mountaintop speech. In that speech, King announces to all the world his lack of fear. King's serenity that night is both eerie and awesome, akin to the serenity of the singer of Psalm 46. Like the psalmist, King is no ordinary man, and that which inspires and steadies him is no ordinary faith. King's world, too, is coming apart at the seams. He is hated. His life is regularly threatened, his people arrested, jailed, beaten, even killed with impunity. He has every reason to be terrified for himself, for his family, for the movement, for his people, for the cause of justice. King and his family receive death threats and bomb threats. So worried is he by the repeated threats to his life and family, he applies to the sheriff's department for a gun permit for his security guard. The permit is denied. King is stabbed in the chest, deeply stabbed with a seven-inch letter opener. A cross is burned on the lawn of his home. A shotgun blast is fired through his windows. His home is bombed. Unexploded dynamite is discovered inside his house. While out on the streets, while practicing nonviolence, he and others are treated brutishly by so-called law enforcement. By law and in fact, people of color suffer physically, economically, mentally, suffer grievously and unjustly. 
And yet, like the psalmist, Dr. King can stand up in the midst of the violence, in the midst of the peril, in the midst of the injustice, as if in the eye of the hurricane, fill his lungs and proclaim this. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. And what precisely is the source of Dr. King's serenity? Listen. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. The source of Dr. King's awesome serenity in the face of peril, of his calm in the storm, this. He sees beyond the present chaos, the present crisis, the present injustice to the promised land. He's been to the mountaintop and he's looked over. And with the eyes of faith, he sees the promised land of racial justice, of equity, of love and respect. He sees a fair and fine world. He sees the world as God intends it to be. That's what I ache for you, for me, for Old South Church, that we don't fail the world, fail the future by succumbing to fear, despair, or defeatism. What I ache for us, in the words of the old spiritual, that as the world gets more and more off-kilter, we keep our hands to the gospel plow and our eyes on the prize of God's redeeming love. That collectively we climb on up to that mountain, get some vantage on these present crises, these many crises, a worldwide pandemic, climate disaster, cratering economy, authoritarian tendencies, racial injustice so broad and deep and high and wide, it is inescapable. That we climb up there on that mountain aside the singer of Psalm 46, aside Dr. King, and take a look and take it in, and with the eyes of faith, see what the psalmist saw, see what St. Martin saw. Way up there on that mountain, we gain some vantage vantage to see that God is indeed our refuge, though not from the world. God is our refuge in the world. 
It is in the midst of chaos and crisis that God is our refuge. Though the world be manifestly and brutishly unjust, in God's enduring commitment to justice, God is our refuge. Though the world be riddled with sin, as the upholder of righteousness, God is our refuge. Though the world be unmerciful, God's mercy is our refuge. Though we ourselves be mortal, finite, limited, God is our refuge in the promise and expanse of eternity. Despite the breast-thumping, weapon-amassing, the scheming and deceiving of the world's thugs and potentates, God is our refuge as the Sovereign, Creator of heaven and earth, author of the universe, whose word alone is true. The world needs you now. It doesn't need your despair. It needs your Christian hope your Christian vision, and your witness. The world doesn't need your fear, it needs your courage. It needs you to uphold the vision of God's realm of justice no matter what. Keep your eyes on the prize. Maintain a space of mercy in this merciless world. Keep your hands on the gospel plow. Though the soil is rocky and the plow keeps getting stuck, keep your eyes on the prize, keep moving. The world needs you to uphold righteousness in a cynical, might-makes-right world. Keep your eyes on the prize. The world doesn't need your paralysis. It needs your action, your vote, your phone calls, your activism and agitation, your acts of love and courage and witness. Keep your eyes on the prize and your hand to the gospel plow. You are no ordinary people. Ours is no ordinary faith, no ordinary God. So rise up, people, rise, stand tall, stand firm, fill your lungs and proclaim what you too are given to see. It is God who is our refuge and strength, a very present help in this trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And then, good people of our good God, for Christ's sake, get on with it. Keep your hand to the gospel plow. Amen.